A big weekend doubleheader coming up for the Nashville Predators with games against both the Red Wings and Capitals. How can the Predators steal the win and get some momentum back in their game? Plus, it's our last show of 2023, so what can we expect in 2024 from the trades to the playoff run to some free agency decisions? We'll break down what to expect in the next year on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Predators podcast your first listen of the day every single day. We are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I want to start out with a special hello to our loyal Locked On Predheads out there, the everydayers who tune into every single show. We love you guys and appreciate the support you give us week in and week out. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penley Box Radio, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at the Hockey News. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Well, Ann, here we are. The last show of 2023. Yeah, who would have thought this year went the way it did. I know we talked about like looking back on 2023, but at this time last year, did we anticipate no Philip Forsberg, no Roman Yossi, no Matt Duchesne, no Ryan Johansson down the stretch for the Predators and then all the other stuff that happened? Like 2023 has been a crazy year for the Nashville Predators and for Predators fans. This time last year, um, we had Nino Niederreiter and Mikhail Granlin and Tanner Janot were (laughs) all... Big parts of the Nashville Predators' future moving forward. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they're, they're not currently. Uh, it, it's interesting, and it has been kind of a whirlwind uh, year for the Nashville Predators. And we're going to be talking about it a, a little bit more in depth here coming up in a little bit when we look ahead to 2024. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's just – it feels like, of you know, this is this is kind of the year of change. Uh, yeah. for, for Smashville and, and not just on the ice, but in the front office, but also I think, you know, among the fan base, uh, there's, yeah, I think a little bit more of a breath of fresh air, a little bit more patience, a little bit more belief. Um, and it just seems like all around, you know, sort of the Smashville universe, uh, people are going into 2024 with maybe a little bit more optimism Mm -hmm. from where they enter 2023. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think it's, uh, I think it's been kind of fun. A lot of change. Nobody likes growth. That's what we always say in my house. Nobody likes growth, but the changes have been good so far. I think, you know, we're going to talk about this coming up, but I think it's going to be really interesting because with all of these positive changes that happened in 2023, 2024 is going to be a year where some tough decisions are going to have to be made. So like step one was all of these transitions in 2023. Step two is going to maybe be a little bit more dicey and it's going to be really interesting to see where some of these players fall when it comes to decision-making time. But 
let's not get ahead of ourselves. We do have two games coming up this weekend that are actually very important. Yeah, against the Detroit Red Wings tonight at the Pete's Arena in Detroit. <laughs> the little Caesar's Do they really Arena. call it that? Um, a couple people. If I call it that, so that's they all. They should. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, of course, a big tilt against the Washington Capitals tomorrow uh, against Spencer Carberry, a player that or a guy that a lot of people thought the Preds uh, yeah. might go after uh, if they ever replace John Hines. Uh, and it, it's important, and just because of what's happened the past few games mm-hmm. uh, in Nashville, of course, that you know, ugly, ugly Vancouver loss. Uh, you know, sandwiched by a Flyers game in which, you know, the, the Preds played good, but, you know, kind of still had, you know, a couple things here and there that could have gone wrong. And the Dallas loss, especially, uh, you know, that still hurts. And, and then the, this Carolina game, um, you know, in which the Predators played well, but just so many mistakes. And it just yeah. feels like they need these two games to kind of steer momentum back the other way, back to where it was at the beginning of December. Yeah, I think the team has to kind of get back to cleaning up the game. You know, we talked with Andrew Brunette a little bit after the Carolina game and then yesterday after morning skate about, you know, what are you looking for kind of from these games and and from Brunette and from several of the players, so much of it comes back to, we've gotten away from our game. We've gotten careless in some of the areas. Like this is a team that needs to be about puck possession, about managing the puck, about, you know, winning small battles And you've seen the Predators sort of struggle in those areas and and not because they can't do it, but just because maybe the focus wasn't there or they just kind of weren't as dialed in on some of those fundamental things. And so I think these two games this weekend are really about the Predators getting back to that very basic cut down focused few things that the Predators, when they do well, they can win games and they've gotten a little bit sloppy in those areas and that's how they're losing games. So I think these are going to be two games that they really need to get wins at and they need to get them by doing the fundamental Predators hockey things well again. So you talk about tonight and we have the Detroit Red Wings. Um, It is, you know, the Preds have had the Red Wings number over the past couple of seasons. Uh, It's kind of a weird Detroit team right now because, again, this was a team that started uh, so hot and got hot just about a month ago. You have Patrick Kane, who um, Predators fans know and love, uh, has come into the lineup and has absolutely done gangbusters uh, in just a short amount of time. That that combo with Kane, Dabrinkit, and Dylan Larkin, uh, legitimately one of the most dangerous lines in the league right now but then you just have so much other stuff gone wrong for detroit this season and yeah. uh the goaltending just hasn't been there the defense uh you know even though they're getting good offensive production from guys like you know cider and gosh just bear uh team defense just hasn't been there and you saw a lot of lapses uh that other night I- I- against minnesota um and it, it's just it's it's interesting because you can see the pieces in place for this Detroit team and you can just see spots where you're like okay this they're dangerous here like this is you know a dangerous area this is this is a place that can really kill the Nashville Predators 
um, clouded by some bad play. And I think that's going to be sort of something the Predators need to keep in mind was, yeah, Detroit's 2-8 and eight in their last 10. They're having some goaltending problems, although Alex Lyon uh, is back from injury tonight, and he has yeah. statistically been Detroit's best goalie this season. Um, but, you know, the Predators are going to have to sort of block that out and realize, you know, hey, this isn't a slumping team. This is a team that still has Patrick Kane and, and Dylan Larkin and players that, if we're not careful, can absolutely sting us to death. Yeah, and they've had so many injuries. We talked about, um, you know, goaltending Billy Huso has been out with injury. Poor James Reimer. He's really kind of struggled less. Um, Alex Lyon, like you said, statistically, you know, he's had seven starts. He's played fairly well for them. So he's going to be back in net tonight after missing a little bit of time. So they're getting a couple of people back tonight. Uh, still have, they still have a long list on IR Bless. But these are two teams that I think are are both kind of in the same position for different reasons. I think for Detroit, a lot of it has to do with the injuries. I think for Nashville, it has to do with maybe just kind of um, losing focus a little bit, making some mistakes in games. So these are two teams that that really can do some things, but they haven't. So tonight may be a battle of like who can clean up their game or who can compensate for what's going on a little bit better. And like you said, I mean, you look at that top line that Detroit has. This is not nothing, y'all. You know, don't yeah. let their record fool you. This is not nothing. This is not a team to be trifled with. And, and at this point, Nashville can trifle with no one. They really have to get back to winning. They have to get back to feeling what the game needs to feel like for them to be successful. And they really need to get two points. You know, we've got people creeping up on them in the standings. So it's a big game tonight, which you may not have thought when you looked at the schedule with Detroit and Washington. But these are going to be two big back-to-back -back games. Yeah, and Washington, sort of another team right now that I think a lot of people are not really sure what direction they're headed in. Uh, you know, the record is good, but, you know, the somehow, and this is the team with Alexander Ovechkin, the worst offensive team in the Eastern Conference. Second crazy? worst offensive team in the entire league, only behind uh, San Jose. So this is, this is not your... Uh, you know, Washington Capitals teams uh, of years past is a team winning a lot on defense and goaltending right now. So two interesting games for the Nashville Predators. Uh, <coughs> I don't think it's a stretch to say uh, they need both wins. I yeah. think it's a steer momentum. Uh, so six o'clock puck drop tonight against Detroit. Uh, we will have a recap of some of these games and more next week. Uh, when we return from our New Year's break. But first, it's time to look ahead to 2024. What are some of the biggest storylines Preds fans need to watch? We're talking trades. We're talking a potential playoff run. We're talking some critical free agent decisions. We'll break that down coming up uh, in just one second. But first, I want to mention today's show brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, folks, it is very, very cold in Middle Tennessee this weekend. We had our first threat of snow. And if you want to warm up, warm yourself up with some hot offers on FanDuel right now. New customers are able to get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Again, that is just $5 down and you can win $150 bucks 
if your team wins. It is a great deal, and that's exactly why now is the best time to jump on FanDuel if you think that uh, you have always been curious about getting into the world of sports betting. Uh, FanDuel is a great first app to use because the app is easy and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, like how many passing yards is Will Levis going to have or rushing yards will Derrick Henry have this weekend, over-unders on point totals, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started today. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And this is our last show of 2023. Looking ahead to 2024. Uh, Also our last show before the New Year's break. So, hey, another three-day weekend coming up. Um, you know, you know, we we did a previous episode looking back at some of the big storylines of 2023. But as you mentioned, 2024 can be a game changer for the British franchise. So what is one of the biggest storylines that you're going to be watching for this next year? I think the first thing that everybody is kind of thinking of, and I think we're going to see this unfold relatively early in 2024, is what is going to happen when it comes to the trade deadline with the Nashville Predators? And there are several options, especially after last year at the trade deadline, you know that pretty much anything is on the table. Uh, Of course, I think everybody is wondering what's going to happen with Tyson Berry. Not a lot of talk lately, you know, but I think we all remember just several weeks ago, there was a big brouhaha about Tyson Berry. Word got out that he had been given permission to speak to some other teams. He has been a healthy scratch at times this season what is going to happen with Tyson Berry? And and will that happen at the trade deadline? Will the Nashville Predators be able to do something with that? Um, The other names that I think we've heard talked about, of course, Dante Fabro and Alexander Carrier. So for me, I think one of the biggest questions is going to be what happens with this defense when it comes time for the trade deadline? Who is going to be here How is Nashville going to capitalize on what they have and who are they going to invest in long-term when it comes to the blue line? Because remember, Nashville has a lot of depth. So what's going to happen with the trades? I I don't know how I see this one unfolding. And you mentioned, you know, Barry, Carey, and Fabro. Those are kind of like the three that everybody's talking to. Of course, we had Elliot Friedman uh, on his, you know, 32 Thoughts podcast a while back that he thinks is very possible. Nashville trades two uh, defensemen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's so the, in both uh, both Tyson Berry and Carrier are unrestricted free agents. So you're going to have to kind of make a decision on Carrier soon. If he's that guy that you're going to want to try to resign him. Uh, if it's not, you know, maybe he's out of the market. Uh, Fabro, by the way, an RFA, but, and you look, and there's just so many other expiring contracts that the Preds are going to have to make decisions on. Uh, Yakov Trenin is an unrestricted free agent. Tommy Novak, unrestricted. Uh, McCarron, Sherwood and Smith, all unrestricted, as is Kevin Lankinen. And then you have, you know, Tomasino and Parsonen who are restricted free agents, you know, and so there's just a lot of, decisions that are going to come back as to okay who are we really invested in coming back um in terms of the unrestricted free agents you know other than tommy novak i don't really see anybody that you're like oh this person absolutely has to be uh, on this team going forward um in terms of the us ufas i'm I'm, thomasino and parson that are 
you know, yeah. probably locked in beyond this year. Uh, I would be surprised if they're not. But that leads to, do you make a decision about Yakov Trenin at the trade deadline? Right. Um, do you look at somebody like Cole Smith, who's been a very solid bottom line piece this season? Um, you know, do you look at him the same way teams looked at Tanner Janot last year? Um, I don't think anybody's giving up the first, a <laughs> second, and a third for a Cole Smith, but no. you know, you might be able to get a you know a decent draft pick for a player like that who maybe feels like they have the top end depth and just need like you know some defensive forward. So the Predators have a lot of decisions other than just the defenseman. And look. We talked about teams maybe needing goaltending help. You have somebody like Kevin Lankinen out yes. there as well, who has been solid uh, in the games he's played the past couple of years. So it's not just the defenseman. There are some decisions that Barry Trotz is going to have to make uh, up and down this lineup as to who he feels is going to be a critical part of this team moving forward. Well, and what is so tricky when you look at the unrestricted free agents that the Predators have to sort of sift through and make decisions is that so many of them are really pushing to make a case for, hey, I may not be a big piece, but I'm showing you what I can do. You know, you look at, I think Tommy Novak is a sure thing, as they say on, you know, in Pretty Woman. He's a sure thing. I'd be surprised uh, if he's not. I would be shocked if he's not. I think he's somebody that the team really feels like they can continue to build around. Yakov Trenin, I know he has kind of struggled at times this year, but you look at somebody who is very good on the penalty kill. He's excellent when it comes to playing with physicality. You know, he offers a lot to the team. When he is going, he is going well. But you also, like you said, Cole Smith, Michael McCarron, Kiefer Sherwood, these are all guys who have been contributing in different ways. And the other part that you have to weigh out is if you don't sign these guys, who in Milwaukee is ready? And yeah. I think that's a tricky conversation when you look at decisions you're making about the UFAs. You know, is Igor Afanasyev ready? I don't know. Right. For, you know, full-time NHL minutes. You know, you look at somebody like Zachary LaRue. Is he ready? You know, he's been pretty hot lately down in Milwaukee, but is he ready to come up? You know, so I, I think there are so many factors that go into this. And you talk about the goaltending. Kevin Lankinen, um, he is somebody who I think teams should be looking at. Look, love him, would love to keep him forever. But he mm -hmm. is somebody that teams who feel like, hey, we need to, to kind of um, shore up our goaltending if we're going to go into the postseason. Kevin Lankinen is a guy you want to look at. This is somebody who could be a really important piece for a team who needs solid backup goaltending. There are so many decisions to make. And yet you have to weigh in, are we ready to replace these guys with people in Milwaukee? Yeah. Is Yaroslav Askarov ready to be the backup to UC Soros? Yeah. I mean, there's so much that that I think is going to go into this. It's not an easy decision. We mentioned going into this year that it felt like so an audition of sorts. Yes. Like all of these players, whether they were, you know, sort of thought of as pieces of the future under, um, you know, Poyle and John Hines or people who were sort of on the fringe, um, guys like Michael McCarron, Cole Smith and Kiefer Sherwood, they were all brought back for one year. And that's when it felt like, okay, this is – this is Barry Trotz and Andrew Burnett just saying, like, let's see how they play. Let's see how they do. 
um, you know, in this system. And then we'll start being able to be like, okay, this person, yeah, we still see something in them. So, you know, if the, if the price is right, we can resign them or look, you know, we see this guy, he's not, you know, high up on our priority list of content or the contracts. We don't know if we really see him as a long-term piece. Maybe we need to move this. And, you know, you're starting to see some of those decisions playing out a little bit. I mean, you've seen Dante Fabro as a perennial healthy scratch. I know he's a restricted free agent, but I'm sure there's teams that are going to look at him and be like, okay, what can we get out of, out of yes. him that Nashville's not? And same thing for, you know, a guy like Yakov Trenin. Like he's been, you know, when he's going, he's going, but he's also been a healthy scratch and has missed some time here. And it's like, is that a player that you're going to want to invest another, you know, two, three year contract right. in? Right. And, and so it's more, it, there's a lot of moving pieces here. Uh, and you mentioned maybe one of that is, is there anybody in Milwaukee that can kind of take their place or that we see as having a higher ceiling but they're going to need to, uh, you know, it's sort of the clock. And, hey, if they make decisions on, this, on these guys that they don't see as a long-term piece uh, and they don't necessarily have anybody that can kind of fill the gap right now, that may just have to be the case. Yeah. Like, you yeah. may just have to stretch some guys out that aren't necessarily ready or have some maybe non-NHL quality people on the roster any years. Maybe that's part of the rebuild or retool right. that's going on. But it, it feels like the Predators are just in that space right yeah. now. Uh, and that kind of leads us to another big storyline is, hey, can the Predators keep this up moving into the end of the year? We'll talk about that and some other storylines to watch coming up in just a sec. First, want to let you know this episode is brought to you by our great friends at the Sleeper app. It is almost the halfway point of the season already, Preds fans. And, you know, we're going to talk about how close could the Predators be to making the playoffs. We're going to do that in just a minute. But regardless of where the current standings are, I want to remind you that you can win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper. It's the official Daily Fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether players will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, shots, plus minus, and more. For instance, tonight, will Patrick Kane record more or less than 0.5 points? Will Maurice Sider block more or less than one and a half shots? Or will Philip Forsberg have more or less than three and a half shots on goal. To win 100 times bet on sleeper, you must correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. So you can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey on sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can win big. Use our promo code locked on NHL and you're going to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. Use our code again, locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and locational availabilities. All right, and we're looking ahead to some of the biggest storylines for the Nashville Predators uh, this coming year. Uh, let's get to another one, which is just this 2023-24 season. How is yeah. this going to go? 
for the Nashville Predators. And we mentioned the trade deadline coming up. Uh, it's interesting to see if where the Predators are in the standings plays everything or you yeah. know plays any sort of role. So, you know, look, like they're in the middle of the pack right now. I'm sure this isn't where they want to end up long term. But, like, let's – I guess, how do you see the rest of the season going, Anne? I think so much is going to be decided early in 2024. I think January is going to be a, a big month to decide what is going to happen postseason. Because if you look at the January schedule for the Nashville Predators, they've got Dallas twice. They've got the LA Kings twice. They've got Vegas. They've got Arizona. They've got Edmonton. So these are games that they're going to need to win. They're going to need to win some of those tougher games. But they also have some games against teams that Nashville could be surprised by. You've got Anaheim, the Islanders. You've got Chicago, you know, Calgary. You've got Minnesota. I think we all know you can't sleep on Minnesota. So I think so much about they are very hot right now. Go John Hines, I guess. Um, Sure. I guess, but so much I think about what's going to happen postseason could be decided in January. If the Predators can find ways to win a good number of those big games, they're going to need to get some wins against, you know, Dallas. They're going to need to be able to beat the LA Kings. They're going to need to be able to beat the Edmonton Oilers. Um, Arizona, another team that is hot right now, the Predators are going to have to be able to show that they can compete with them. But what what they do in January, I think, is going to decide a lot about the decisions they make at the trade deadline and whether or not they make the postseason, because these are games they're going to have to win against teams that are going to be in the postseason. So for me, so much about the end of the 2023-24 season is going to probably be decided a lot of it is going to be decided in January. Now, I'm not saying if you know January 31st, we'll know if they're in or out of the playoffs we might know if they're out of the playoffs. So I think really keep your eye on the schedule in January because how that goes, you're going to kind of get some indication of how much is Barry Trotz going to want to adjust this team by the trade deadline and what are they going to do down the road? You know, he talked about this is going to be a a reset where you're going to take one step forward, two steps back. 2024 could be the year where the two steps back comes in. Here's what I want to see for the rest of the season, Anne. I want to see the Predators finish strong. Yeah. I'm not saying finish in the playoffs. I'm not saying finish any particular way. I just want to see them finish strong based on, you know, what our standards for them are. These mm-hmm. All the young players, guys like Phil Tomasino, Luke Evangelista, Tommy Novak, Yuso Parsonen, I would like to see them play more consistent. That to me would be a strong finish for the team this year. Yeah. I would like to see them, you know, even if they have to trade some guys, even if the talent is cut down a little bit, I would like to see the team play more consistent, you know, cut down on the mistakes, Mm -hmm. be able to sort of play a sound possession based game. Even if you lose to teams like Colorado or Dallas or whoever they are, if you can play, you know, a mistake-free game against them, kind of be neck and neck, and maybe you lose by a goal or so, I would be happy with results like that. That, to me, I think is more of a what's going to define the season and what's going to define the team moving forward 
than let's say whether they get into the playoffs or you know whether they miss the playoffs mm -hmm. or whether so and so gets traded if the players that are you're hoping to build around uh can get more consistent if people yeah. like philip forsberg and roman yossi can sort of stay as good as they've been um, and finish the year strong. I think that's a win. So to me, that is, I think, the biggest measure uh, of what's going to define success for the rest of the season for the Nashville Predators. Let's talk about the draft uh, a little bit, Anne, because the Nashville Predators are going to be a big player in the draft yes. this year. Nine draft picks on the first four rounds, including six in the first three, three second round picks. And again, they have a first round pick uh, from the Tampa Bay Lightning next year as well mm -hmm. so you also have the predators being able to sort of reload the prospect pool uh you also have a chance of your barry trots to maybe take some swings at some hockey moves you know package yeah. some picks to try yeah. to you know upgrade your your team right away uh and of course and the the draft in vegas this year the last of the centralized drafts boo oh man like boo. that's yeah <laughs> Uh, it feels like this is they're just going big for a last hurrah. They are. Yeah, they are. Good luck beating Nashville. But yeah, it's going to be fun in Vegas. But I do like what you say, because there are so many options on the table for the Nashville Predators in 2024 when it comes to the draft. Yes, so many draft picks and the Predators, you know, that could be a really big part of kind of a longer term reset picture. But I also agree with you, you know, Barry Trotz has some some capital to tinker with. And he could swing for a big move and still, you know, and still have enough picks where he could really continue to um, to build for the future. So it's a really great position for Barry Trotz. And I think the one thing that we've seen already in his short tenure is that Barry Trotz is not afraid to make those kind of big moves. You know, he he uh -huh. made some big decisions as soon as he took over. He brought in some big names. He got rid of some big names and made some moves there. I would not be surprised to see him use some of that draft capital in, in a package for somebody that he thinks is going to kind of accelerate things for the Predators. I, I think that's something to definitely keep an eye on in 2024. I, I yeah. think that'll be really interesting to see what he does. Yeah, and I think part of that is just it seems like they hit it big so far, at least early in last year's draft, you know, yes, Matthew Wood uh, doing some decent things for team Canada right now. But again, he still has, you know, he, he's there sort of a year younger than, than right. everybody else. So, right. you know, he's looking good for somebody his age, Tanner Molendyke. It's a, it's a shame that he got injured before the world juniors. I know I hated that watch. Uh, but even like, Hey, remember the, the little throwaway pick that the Preds made to, yeah, uh, or the Preds traded for so David Coyle can have one last pick. Uh, Aiden Fink, who is That's one of boy. the leading freshman scores and one of the leading scores in the entire NCAA, up there with Macklin Celebrini, who a lot of people think is going to be the first overall pick yeah. in the NHL this year. So it, it seems like the Preds and and their success in the draft last year, at least early on, uh, right? You know, early indications. Very good. Yeah. Uh, it seems like there's enough where the Predators maybe, you know, have a good choice where they can either, you know, keep building that prospect pool or maybe, you know, swing a little bit. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see what the Nashville Predators do uh, for sure in the draft.
Uh, as we mentioned, this is our last show of 2023. Uh, and uh, I think I speak for Anne and myself when I say again, thank you so much uh, for tuning in this year uh, for the Lockdown Predators podcast. This was once again uh, our biggest year yet. Uh, a bunch of new subscribers on YouTube, a bunch of new subscribers on all of our uh, social platforms and some of the audio podcasts. And if you know, if you're one of them who you know somebody who joined us this year, thank you so much, and we appreciate all the support you've given us this year. Uh, and hopefully, we have some fun episodes in store uh, for 2024. So thank you for sticking with us, and thank you for all your support this year. And one more time, where can people find your work? You can find my work online at insidethepreds.com. You can find me on social media at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can read my work at penaltyboxradio.com or follow me on social media at underscore NS Morgan. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. Back next week, uh, Tuesday, actually, with an auto episode. We'll see you there. <laughs>